What's going on, Mark? Well, Mr. Zach Wiegand, welcome back to Audio Pong. Oh, thanks, man. It's good to be here. It's yeah. good to have you here. Thank so, you. It's going to be a good time. I think so. Uh, before we get into our topic today, though, I should probably mention that, or I should apologize, our scheduling uh, had to change, and we don't have Tim Martin with us today. I'm sorry. No, un- uh, unfortunately, we don't, but... Maybe next time, or we'll find a time for as sure. As soon as we can, we're going to make it happen. Uh, maybe as soon as next week. But we won't spoil anything or tease. Uh, we'll just surprise you with it, kind of like what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about art. I think it's uh, sometimes it can be a boring topic, especially it was to me when I was younger. But I think it can be exciting, too. And, uh, and we're going to talk more about the philosophy and how we view art, what makes art art. Um, our experience with it, who we like, who, what, what the impact of art has and things like that. So before we begin, maybe we should just kind of like establish how we see art and mm-hmm. what makes art, art to us. Because I feel that art can be very subjective. So how do you view art? What makes, what are the qualities of art? To I you? think is, I, th- well, I think of art as a very, um, natural, thing i mean our 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 lives are surrounded by it even when we're not paying attention to it um or we don't think we're creating it right okay. and again i don't want to uh sound like bourgeois about this this isn't an attempt to sound like real you know you know nose upward you know chin out about art but um yes yeah no i think i i do think i mean when our minds wander uh, i think what we're really doing is similar to drawing or painting we're using our imagination so you know mm-hmm. if you're stuck in traffic and you're bored and even the music you're listening to is bored has bored you and you're zoning out and you're staring at the reflections on you know the chrome of the nearby car or watching the you know something fly by in the sky like a bird or a plane um when you're when your mind wanders in that way you you are you are tapping into your imagination and in a way you are sort of drawing you're, it, it's, it feels the same as someone right no you're definitely creating something within your own mind which i think is just as valuable to any other form of art well i agree yeah so i would say that something very very airy and doesn't really have much context but um i would say everything is art but at the same time nothing is art well, what does that mean that's very general sound right to me. exactly so but i how i view that as is that it's so subjective that I can see almost anything as not being art. And then I can also see it as art for someone else, you know? So you could think of like, um, an apple sitting on a, a, a lazy Susan and, and s- s- rotating so slightly. You could think that as art, right? Well, are you but just, are I, you... I won't see it as art per se, right? Okay. So it's like, I, at the same time for you, it's art. But at the same time for me, it's not art, but anything in the world, in nature, I think, can have those properties. So I don't think that it, a thing becomes artistic until the viewer views it as artistic. Well, that's a very um, scientific way to look at it. I wonder, though, what are you subjecting to the definition of art? Though? Are you just the content or or is it the content and the concept? So, I mean, if that's the case, because uh, you, you you pulled kind of a quantum physics <laughs> thing at the end there, like if, you okay, know, when yeah, man isn't viewing an electron, it it acts differently, right? Right. Uh, or protons, whichever it is. Um, okay, okay, fine. If that's what you believe, then 
you know, you're, I don't know, it sounds like you're tiptoeing into kind of a dreamy like ideal or a definition of it. I mean, if concept is art, for another, in other words, what we think, just what's going on in our head is art, then yeah, you could, if you believe that, then you could just say all reality is art. You might as well say that everything you see Which is Which I think art. it can be. It's it just, can be or it is. Which is it? Well, it's up to the viewer. Our, okay, you're the viewer. Then it is. Okay. Okay. That settles that. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on... At the moment I look at something, and more than just a utilitarian use of it, it is it, it becomes art. If I look at it and like start looking at how the grain of a wood it, it starts to look like an eye, but now it looks like a knife, and it, then it cuts back into a river... Like that's that's art. See, I would say you're drawing. I wouldn't say the wood is art. I would say what you're drawing from what I what, what I'm seeing, seeing yeah. what I am seeing is art. Okay. So and what I'm seeing is this panel of wood. It has now so become art. How did you get into art then? What kind of art? Well, what kind of artist are you? You know, I think of myself as like mainly I'm a drawer, like charcoal, pencil, and I'm getting back into painting, but I'm a classical artist, I guess. Like, what do you see yourself? What kind of artist are you? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe a conceptual artist. Like, I think of more of an an idea form than I do in my practice. My so you'd uh, be like an art director. Yeah, I can't really because I don't have Control the skills. The theme. I don't have the skills developed enough to be able to to draw well. I can't draw out of my head. I I can draw adequately with a reference. I see. Um. My my 3D modeling skills are all right, but then again, I still need a reference. I can't do much modeling outside of that. Um, my animation, I would say, is pretty on point. Like I can do 3D animation pretty well. Can't do 2D say, to say. So my what life. are you ref- well? What are you referencing when you animate then? Um, well, I mean, I can do a lot of the animations out of my head, but um, I do work better with a reference as well. But that's something that if I if you have like a video, I've done a lot of videos of myself, like doing different kinds of walks and doing different. So motions. that's your referencing. That is so that's my reference yeah. point, right? Um, but as so, if you to go back to your other question, like how, how did I get into art? You're kind of leading into that, and then you cut into this other. Uh, I that's that's I don't know because as a kid, I hated arts and crafts. I could not stand them. They were like the most boring thing as a kid to me. <laughs> like I, I wasn't very good at it and I just didn't like it. I would much rather have gone outside and play. Like that's what I want to do was like just go run around, use my imagination in that way and, mm-hmm. and, and control my environment in a sense, you know? But yeah, I think though that, um, one of my favorite books I've ever read and it, it was, an, it is an art book. It's called, uh, drawing on the right side of the mind and i'm terrible i feel so terrible that i can't remember the author's name and she wrote a book about drawing but really the first third of the book is about um how important art and imagination is in everything we do but more but mainly in education and how how important it is to uh, like a young mind for example and she made examples of, you know, when you say the word art, most people think of like, you know, paintings or drawings. But she made examples of like music, for example, and mm-hmm. how uh, that's taken out of uh, public schooling in, in a lot of places, maybe completely gone altogether in some cases, which is really sad because it's because of art that the mind can expand. That's how it helps, you know, 
emulate right uh, virtual and, and abstract ideas in a virtual space. So like how to problem solve, you know, how to think cognitively. All those things are affected by your imagination and therefore your your art. And that's what art really helps you do. Right. Is because you it's like it's like yoga for the brain or whatever you want to think about it. I don't you know. No, that's that that makes sense. Art or imagination is yoga for the brain. You are stretching a muscle in a sense yeah. of you're you're contorting your mind and you're contorting your reality. Mm-hmm. Going over this, like researching for this podcast, you know, just kinda like getting my thoughts together and stuff like that. I've started to look at the world again as what I did when I was in, like, you know, as a, a younger person. A With younger childlike man. curiosity. Yeah, but, like, more. You know, more like when I was going to art school. Because hmm. I, I got, I used to, I went to the Art Institute for three years, got my bachelor's and everything. And I was surrounded by other students that were doing the same thing. You know, we were all trying to get better at our art, all trying to help each other and, and to improve. And we critiques and, you know, like different techniques and helping because the teachers there, I mean, I don't want to call it any names or anything or put down any, you know, programs, but it, they, it was a lot of work on your own. They, so they so didn't feel like they were delivering you. I don't, yeah. th- some of them I had, I, I complained about to, yeah. to like higher ups. So all your positive reinforcement came from the community, the art community. That you yeah. Had, it was the yeah. community that we had. And that's where, we were pushing each other and we were teaching each other. It was, yeah. it's a lot of work on your own, but man, I, I miss that. And I, I was looking at the world because I was learning 3D program and I started looking at the world in like vector lines and trying to see how, okay, the so matrix. how, tricks. how, would I, how, well, no, not really the matrix. So it's not code, right? No, no. Right. So it's more hard like, me. Sorry. Well, I mean, you're right. To some, it matters to, to illustrate the idea. I could see like lines of like how, things were connecting and how I would model it and what a bevel was like, how would I make this corner and make the, the indent and that, that extrusion? Like, how would I make those? And I started like thinking in this, this new way. And I kind of started doing that again with, uh, when we started, I started researching for this week, I started seeing the world in a more artistic way and looking at it. Like, it's like driving around a corner of the fence and watching the fence morph with it and seeing it kind of go from like, this bend into a straight and then watching it looking like a, like a, like water almost the way it curves. It was, it, I don't know. It's just very fun. And I know exactly what you're talking creative about. Creative way to, to re reinvigorate my, myself. And I found channels on YouTube that are talk about art that I'm going to start watching more of and things like that. Cause it just it started like intriguing me more again. So you're getting back into it too. Yeah. It's awesome. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel better about myself too. And, you know, I saw I'm not looking at the world in a mundane way anymore. And I mean, that's kind of like, so going back to like where, when I got into art, um, so as a kid, like I said, it wasn't really, it didn't really get, it wasn't really into it. Arts and crafts were boring for me. And then high school, I could have, uh, t- taken an art class, but I felt like my art skills weren't good enough to take the class because they grade you on how good your art is. So I'm like, well, I don't want to get an F in this class <laughs> and then fail and then have my GPA be I got crap lucky then, with that. Yeah. And then not go to uh, a college that I want to go to maybe later, you know, because I have a GPA grade that's holding me back. So I didn't take it. But I did take some digital art classes, um, and just like learning about Photoshop and things like that, and which, I mean, I did fine in that. So I... uh I started getting more into that. I made a game in uh, PowerPoint 
<laughs> that was that a was very, game in PowerPoint. Yeah, I made a uh, so you can do like buttons, right? So I made like a story and I made like choose your own adventure kind of thing. And you could I had combat in there and too. It was great. So you just hit like attack or defend or attack or, or move and whatever. You could do all those different things. And I had like you know different slides that it would go to. That's cool. It was. It was. Real, it was awesome. I wish I ha- I didn't have any way to save it. So I didn't have like oh, a flash God. driver. Or I don't even want to think then. about things I've lost. On oh man, old that's hard like drives. that's like I've oh. had literal so nightmares about losing. Yeah, I've lost literally hundreds of hours of work gone forever. So anyway. I just I decided that I wanted to become a game designer. Right, yeah. I wanted to make games, video games. And have you have you worked on any video games? Have you? What's your? Where are you with that right now? Uh, nowhere. I've I've. That's those are the ideas of a, of a younger man who, I don't know if I still align with them. I still want to, but it's like it's, it's I don't know how achievable it is for me. Well, I was curious because I know with me, I started out wanting to be a classical artist, and that's how I trained. And when I looked at the art world, you know how to monetize your hobby, right? And which is always, I think it's usually like a bad idea. Uh, trying to you know trying to make a marriage of what you love to do and and hopefully live off of as well, it doesn't always work out and it was definitely a big turnoff for me because when I learned that a lot of what my skills would have been used for would be our advertising based you know, and uh, I didn't want to be an advertising artist that's just incredibly boring to me right and it doesn't align with my sensibilities either. Right. Well, it's not as expressive, right? You don't get to. It can be interesting. It can be. It can be really imaginative. I mean, we've all seen like really clever, you know, ads in magazines or on the internet or where have you. But it doesn't. It just, I guess, mainly doesn't align with my sensibilities. I'm very anti-marketing, very anti-propaganda and advertising, and those things are all designed to manipulate you to, to spend your money. And so it just, I guess, that does sound really, you know, like, um. You know, I don't know, like it makes me sound like I really care too much about what I'm talking about, but I guess I do. I mean, I don't want it to, I guess I wanted to keep it a hobby is, is what it comes down to. You wanted Even to keep it honest. In sense, I wanted right? to keep it honest. I mean, I did make money off of art for a little while. I, when I had, I did portraits when I worked in plastic surgery out of my apartment and those were all charcoal and they were by reference, usually by picture, but I did have, uh, I did do modeling in my apartment You know, I did have models come to my apartment and things like that. So that was cool. Yeah. That was fun. But that's that's the that's as far as my starving artist success has ever taken me. I think. <laughs> yeah, I got one job um, outside of uh, school for with my art. I did uh, an advertisement thing okay. for for Bun, which is like a, a coffee dispenser kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They that you see them everywhere at like you know. Uh, fast food places you'll see their like their products oh that's cool so your art is floating around out there on uh well it was just a commercial for mm-hmm. uh uh like corporate stuff so so that they'd send their their pamphlet pretty much and it had, would have like my little short animation thing that i did with it did you ever do stuff like that in school that's that's kind of where i got my uh, my initial inspiration to like do more with my art was i want to say middle school because i I won like you know a contest to do the cover of the 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 graduation pamphlets for the older students and things like that. That's cool. Yeah. No, I never did anything like that. Well, um, so so your your art streak started 
late late in, yeah. in a sense yeah, yeah i didn't get into it until like uh later in high school I and assume. then i decided i wanted to be you know work in the video game industry and i found the arts too and that's when i started learning about more different kinds of art because uh so, some art i just find can be very i don't know just not appealing to me like like you could think of like modern art in that way right like where it's oh i modern art is one category of art that i i can say i actually hate yeah i think it's incredibly ridiculous but again that's subjective yeah well i don't know because to me i almost feel like it cheapened art all all other forms of art for me in what way well because i didn't okay so this also happened to me with music i thought well all art is like that then right I mean, art it's, to me is it's music, it's writing, it's right. But it's when a I, lot yeah, of, I, yeah you know, but but in the sense of like um, classical art, you know, you're okay. talking about like drawings and right, statues drawing and, and painting yeah, and, and sculpting, and, and, yeah, things like that. And that's what modern art goes into. And I just thought like, oh, so all arts like that? Like this is dumb, and I don't want to, I don't want to view it. Also, so, your first impression of of like uh, a gallery of art was modern art yeah in the sense yeah. oh well, that's a and really bad like first impression yeah well <laughs> and then so i'm like oh so if all art's like this why would i want to get into art like that's dumb i'm not gonna fooey on that right yeah so but it wasn't until uh i got into college that i started learning more about different kinds of art like learning about Strufmata. And how that's used to create a, a smoky haze. And that's what, you know, Leonardo da Vinci used on his Mona Lisa and different things like that. And just learning different techniques and how becoming more appreciative of different ways of doing things. Well, I think and that's how where it all works. And, yeah. and going from Gothic art to Renaissance and like seeing the progression of like, uh, proportions. Do you look at Gothic art? You'll have a guy on the mountain that's the same size as a guy right in the foreground that's in a, a village, you know? Yeah. It's, like, so weird. It, it is. I, I like that. The, well, see, it comes down to style. I think that's what really... That's all that matters in art, in really any art, when you think about it. Like, even in music, like, you know, the Beatles are arguably the most famous rock band or and popular rock band of all time, right? And what, mo- what, aren't most of their songs, like, four chords? You know I mean? It's not complex music. Yeah. But it's just it has it has an incredibly unforgettable style, right? And I think whether that's what you hear or what you see, I think that's what matters. The it's most funny to because the mind. a similar thing did happen to me with music at a time too, because I used to listen to you know pop music right as a kid, mm-hmm. and then uh, I got really annoyed with pop music. I'm like, this sucks. And then the only other music I heard was country music. I'm like, this also sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess what Last all night. music sucks. I hate music now. And then so I stopped listening to music for like five years. Like I just wouldn't, I just didn't listen to it. I didn't turn the radio on. I didn't like, I mean, I'd hear it, right? So art but, in a way taught you to like start opening up your mind maybe? No, it taught me, <laughs> it turned my mind off. And That's then, strange. and then I, I looked, I, I was introduced to new aspects, I guess, of, of it. And then I decided to like, oh, I do like this. Like I was introduced by my cousin to um once i forget what it was either slipknot or system of the down but either way i was like this is amazing music can sound like this <laughs> like i didn't know this was a thing okay i'm gonna listen to music now well how old you must have been very young because i i mean weren't weren't radios around you didn't you hear a, a an eclectic mix of different not a songs? mix no wow. it was it was either only country or pop music it sounds very sheltered were you sheltered I mean, I guess, but yeah. it's not because that think that wasn't like 
I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music. No, but I mean, it was it was that just wasn't around me. I see. No one I in my town. I grew up in a really small town. You know, thousand two hundred population. Graduating class was forty five people. Right. Mm. So like, you're hard pressed to find many other people who have that low so, of a class. Who's an artist living today that you think? I guess it could be a dead artist too. But what? Who's a living artist? Maybe that is. Uh, someone you think people should know about that isn't uh, isn't seen everywhere, like uh, famous comic book artists like you know Kirby or Ross, things like that. So I'm really bad with names, mostly because that's that's another. Oh, I'm terrible too. A, I don't know why. That's I another. That on that's you. another question <laughs> to to go into, but to answer this one is is that while in college, I had to I was forced to research certain artists and do papers on them, like classical like that. history, like history. Like well, not necessarily classical, or... but like just like different artists in general. Just to, mm. I was, you know, I had to learn, you know, yeah, <laughs> to because that's part of one of my teachers put it really well is, uh, you have this hard drive, right, of your memories and your minds, and I'm here to corrupt your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that is awesome. I'm here to corrupt your hard drive, and I'm going to make artifacts and things, and you're going to see the world in a new way. I'm like, all right, and go crazy. So, but that's that's. That's great. That's where that's Part where creativity comes from. That's where the non normalcy gets into play. Is is the crazy? Anyways, so one of my favorite artists that I that I uh, found during this time was uh, Andy Goldsworthy. So he he works a lot with nature, right? Like he he works outside. He's a sculptor, and I guess you call him a sculptor. I think that's what Wikipedia calls him, at least. But he's more than that, right? He, he's a, and I don't know, I don't know how to put this, but he's a nature artist, right? So he'll go out into, like, he lives in uh, England, right? So he'll go out into like one of the forested areas. Not, it doesn't have to be forest, but um, he'll go out there, um, and he'll construct like different things that he finds in nature. So he'll find like different colored leaves and different colored uh stones and things like that. And he'll create something out of it. So, like, one of these is, like, he he has a tree. And it, he, he takes the roots. And he clear, clears all the dead leaves and all the other, you know, stuff around it out. He puts back down the, the, the darker leaves around the tree. So, you have, like, this, like, rich, like, browns. And, like, almost, like, rotted color like of leaves. And then he finds these, these, this range of yellow to... To yellow brown leaves, and he has them like spreading out off of the root, and it looks like the ground is alive and like like breathing light into this tree. It is so beautiful, and what I really like about his art more than just seeing his photography of it is watching the documentaries about him and watching him do it because the what he said is he like what I really like to do is bring things right to the edge of their destruction. So I'm like, wow, like like he's going hard into this. So there's so many failures and you see him like his, his creations collapse because he does this with stones too. He'll like, he'll build like fairy towers or he'll build like archways and he'll build a circle within the arch. And then he'll have like other, like, you know, different designs going on off of it. And it's, it's just watching him do it all. And then finally seeing the success, it's like, you're like, you're there with him. Like, you know, (laughs) you feel that like. That relief like, oh, finally, we got live. this. But another beautiful aspect of his art is that it's all precarious. So it's all going to be destroyed. 
in the end anyways. It's all going to go into entropy with nature itself. Right. It'll become, it'll disappear from from dust we come to dust we go. Mm. It is ill. It is, it is so beautiful and mind blowing. It's like, like, yes, that is life. Like that is, that is temporary. Yeah. It's, it's temporary art and it's just so like crazy and beautiful and it's, and it's so fun to watch. I, I, I get such a more of a experience watching his like videos that he sounds pretty existential actually. Like almost, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my view on life is very existential. Sure, sure. I think that we breathe meaning into life. I don't think life has a meaning. Oh, I agree with that. I think if you're going to have purpose, you have to create it. You can't wait around hoping the universe knocks on your door. This is how I've got some purpose I'd like to deliver to your life. Yeah, I mean, some people are are born into into circumstances where they they're expected to do certain things with their life, right? So, like, some people are born to be doctors, right? Like, their parents are like, "You're going to be a doctor," so they're set on this path. So, I mean, that's a purpose in a way. Sure, but a lot yeah. of people also then reject that that notion because it's forced upon them as something they didn't choose. But I do think that life is meaningless and you have to breathe life into meaning. And that's what's, you know, beautiful is that you get to have this control over that's yourself. That's the role and, that art plays. It, it yeah. creates that. Yeah. It creates a connection. Yeah. If you're ever disconnected or you feel you're disconnected. That's what I like about it, too. It solves a lot of um, stress, I guess you could say. I've always found art to be very relaxing and I use it that way, too. I mean, yeah. not that it's like you know. I wouldn't say it's a. Therapy I think that sorts, I think that some art can can be stressful though, for sure. You know, some art can make you feel stressful. Maybe some art can make That's you true. feel like a yeah. sense of urgency. Or you I know. guess you could say that about like famous artists. Were probably you know Picasso would be I guess the most famous example of uh, an artist who was sanity was made worse by his art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people fall into the dark hole and they they make some beautiful things out of it. But I think you could have made some beautiful things without losing yourself along the way. Well, yeah, I mean, we're all because because you're a talented person, right? Like you're you're yeah, gonna, you're going to do something great regardless of what you use. Well, but that's what's always been interesting to me, um, and you notice it mostly in the art world, which is to say singers and actors as well is that uh, oftentimes people that are good at something they don't always enjoy it and that was always strange to me because i mean like when i think about the things that i am or i know i'm good at in my life or have been good at most of them were not things that i enjoyed but i did get praise for them but i think that praise meant a lot less if nothing to me because it wasn't something i enjoyed doing and so it's strange to it may be it may sound strange to us to hear like an actor or like a great actor or a great artist or a great singer say they don't like doing you know singer not liking to sing for example even though they're great at it mm. but i th- i think it's i think it falls into that category you know you could be uh, you could be a, a great bricklayer you know what i mean or a great singer as far as the mind is concerned that is just a vocation it's a skill it's not you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have it's to correlate more. to any joy. Yeah. yeah. So I think the best, the best example in a person is someone who is both good at, is really good at what they love to do. That is the best example. Those are the stars. <laughs> I love it, and I'm good at it. That that would be great if I could do both. Exactly. And then make yeah. money. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
someone's going to pay me for this. I think that was the biggest letdown for me as I, uh, as a teenager was realizing that in order to make, I guess I don't want to say monetize my art, but I guess it is what I wanted to do. I like, I thought I could just be, you know, a classical artist and own a gallery and my art would sell and I would live, live off of that. Of course, it's very naive, but that's how I thought the world was because that's the way it was represented in front of me yeah. know, growing up you know, for whatever reason. And, you know, I thought, well, like, you know, there's the world needs taxi drivers, the world needs surgeons and the world needs artists, which is true. I just had a very uh, naive understanding of in what way or what form and how to go about right. making a business of it, let's say. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's still something I can tap into down the road. It's certainly something I want to bring back uh, as far as painting is concerned in my life because I sadly, I, you know, I put off a lot of my artwork for many years. So it's time to bring it back, I think. I yeah. learned that when I was in Florida recently. I took, a, I took a painting class with my mother. You know, something you would never see, like, a long-haired guy at. You know, just, like, surrounded by women getting drunk. But it was actually a lot of fun. And it was fun because I got to paint again. And I haven't done that in so many years. And it inspired my mother. She really got into it, too. And we both made really great paintings because of it. So oh, and she didn't awesome. she, she didn't know she was an artist, you know what I mean? And that to me was exciting. That told me that uh I still want to be an art teacher, which is something I wanted to do when I was young because I had really great art teachers uh in uh, middle school and in uh high school. I was very lucky. Uh and if he's still out there and somehow he he hears this show, uh, David Bliss was the uh the art teacher I had in high school. That's a good and, name. Yeah, he, the guy was amazing. He was a good art, art name, teacher. David Bliss. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that, that's an easy name to understand on the bottom of a of a canvas. <laughs> Petkov isn't, so I always put my first name. <laughs> you know, I scrunch all the letters into one symbol. Mark. Mm. I think your Petkov would be a a good art name too because it's unique and it's it's not hard to say. You know, it sounds too Russian, even though I'm not Russian. Not that that's a bad thing, but it just I don't know. I don't like a name with too much character. For an artist, I think hurts the artist. Oh, you think it, it draws yeah, away it from draws the art? Too, yeah, it takes well, too much attention. It just, it just, yeah, it, it causes, it triggers too much imagination, yeah. right? And then from that, you get expectation, and then you can, I think, have a negative reaction to a piece of art from that artist because I know it's a weird concept to try and conceive, but it occurs in my head. It has to happen in others. Yeah. I hope. So, who's your favorite artist? That you wish other people knew about? That's a really good question. Um, I don't think I have any artists that are too unknown that I that I like, that are living. Um, well, that's okay. Who do you... I mean, I growing up, my favorite thing, my favorite artist was Bob Ross. Uh, that's nothing special. I mean, for me as a kid, my two favorite things to watch... You know, besides Thundercats and uh, Silverhawks or whatever, you know, G.I. Joe was Bob Ross and uh, Mr. Rogers. I thought they were excellent. I thought they were good teachers. I thought they were friendly. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that um, I never, I never felt I was, uh, re- nothing was repeated with them, even though that's what they did was repetition, if that makes any sense. There yeah. was, you know, I mean, even when I paint now, I, in my mind, I see Bob Ross's hand, and I'm in my mind is, in a way, giving me reference on how to move when I paint. Right. Because I really love, I really loved his style. I liked the whole wet on wet painting. I like, I liked how fast it was and how quickly it produced, 
realistic definition or trick the mind into thinking what it saw were leaves, even though they weren't leaves. It was right. just splats of paint. But that that um, that effect is excellent. And uh, you talked about video games, and that when it comes to video games, video games are very artistic. And it's actually been a debate for a long time, at least I've seen on the internet, is whether or not video games are art. Dude, it's an art. Yeah, and they very <laughs> it, much it, are art. It, and every, it's a hard art. You in know? fact, I think it's so much art, it's confusing. Because I think the entire, I think a, a video game as a project, right? Forget about publishing and the money and the suits and all that baloney and the marketing. But as a project, as, a, as, as those who, as it means to those that develop a video game, from top to bottom, it it is an art project. I mm-hmm. mean, the writing, the sound, the music, the visuals, the visuals yeah. everything is just designed to to be artistic. Yeah. And so I think it's it's, it's a, a cre- huge mistake. It's a creative to think it's just expression a, for sure. Yeah, I I I mean, if it isn't art, then what does what is it? What category does it fall into? Well, yeah, because if you f- call a movie an art, if you yeah, call film art, exactly. then video games are are extremely art you know it's like it's an art that you're controlling you know that's what's cool about video games is that you're control it's a movie you control you're playing a movie exactly yeah it's it's, it's that's what i love about yeah it's the interaction games. you know and uh well you know though i think i don't say you lucked out but when i was growing up video games were kind of not taboo well yeah they were a little taboo i mean it was considered first of all for children only yeah right like a cartoon it you know animations for children, video mm. games are for children, which of course is is really silly and immature in, in in a lot of ways. But that's how it was when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, and because of that, it made liking those things something of a cult, like an underground. Yeah, you know you you didn't you only blabbed about video games and in that and cartoons with friends in audiences you trusted, right? Because it wasn't cool, right? It wasn't no, cool. You now it's, it's cool. Now it's oh shit, it's a badge to wear. If you're if you you know, let's put it this way: when I first when I first went to Comic Cons, they were not overrun by attractive cosplayers, <laughs> and I mean if you weren't tripping over the junk and the cables on the floor. You were, you know, avoiding the smell of certain groups of people. So they have things have come a long way <laughs> since yeah. then. Now, I mean, now when I, man, I mean, it's been a while since, I mean, it's been what, two, three years since I've been to a Comic Con, but man, now it's like, I feel like I'm at a softcore porn convention. I mean, it's, yeah, whoo. some of those ladies dress quite scantily. It's quite nice. <laughs> and I thank you. Yeah. So, I would say my my favorite painter though would be uh oh it's hard to say uh Leonid uh Afromov. He's a oil painter, right? And he just died um in 2019. Hmm. So, and I just found out that he passed away while doing this research and I was looking for his paintings. And he does, he does, works with oil a lot. And he does a palette knife where he'll take scoops of oil paint and just like paint with the knife. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then the, what's beautiful about it is he uses a multitude of colors too. I've and, seen some of it through, you've shown me. Yeah. yeah. And he, he likes to paint. Um, he focuses more on the emotion of the scene than he does on the realistic aspect of what he's painting. So it's very like, uh, it's express. It sounds expressionist almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like there's a lot of flashy colors, and it looks 
the the coolest thing is that he has a scene where this guy's like walking down a street and everything just looks wet. Like it's a painting, it's oil paint. So I mean, you can do that, but it's so crazy how how reflective it looks and how how he got the light to bounce with it and how things just look. It looks wet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's not done drying and everything is just like it looks like what. You would see when it's raining. It, I mean, that, it's that's so exce- beautiful. That's and an exceptionally clever artist. And he's got like rows, rows of lights going down, and he's got like just these, like I said, multitude of colors, just just like and like these little uh, swatches just uh, splattered across the, to uh, illustrate the leaves on, on the trees and things like that, and the reflection of the colors. And it, yeah, that's that's my favorite. Like, um, I guess you could call like painter or, or classical style of art. Using actual, using a media that's real. Yeah. That's something that is, I think, actually helped kill my desire. I, I mean, I used to draw daily. Um, and when I switched over to digital drawing and painting, I, I don't know how I feel about it, it's even to this day, because it, there's so many benefits and interesting things that you can do with a computer when it comes to art. I mean, I was addicted to Photoshop for years. And now, now I use it mo- mainly to make memes or other stupid things. But I mean, there were times where that's where all I did, all my art was done in front of a computer. And I think, well, first of all, the obvious—maybe it's not obvious—but the biggest difference is the amount of error you can control in your <laughs> yeah, art. It expedites the process. So. I mean, yeah, your workflow on a computer is just—I don't know if it's better, but it's so much more predictable. Let's put it that way, and it's more predictable to the person you're trying to create finish the project for right whereas like in more traditional art where you're actually on a canvas using you know if you're painting you're using brushes and things like that you so many things can slow down or speed up what you're what you're trying to finish right and and you and you have so much error that you have to worry about you have to think about beforehand uh depending on your media too i mean for example if you're using acrylics you can make a lot of mistakes and sort of cover things up if mm. you have to. It ruins your texture, but I mean, you can be clever with it. Whereas watercolor, you know, every little mistake is shown. And, and I feel a lot of watercolor painters, uh, their work looks sloppy, even though it's still beautiful. It looks sloppy on purpose because they're just rolling with the error as opposed to, you know, maybe getting frustrated trying to keep every line perfect or every area filled perfectly. So that is gone though on a computer, right? Yeah. You have you can have 180 layers if you want on on a project, and each one could be a different eyelash or hair on the body of the yep. thing you're drawing. So, but that but that is weird too because that that's similar to music when it comes to like music with tracks and 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 things like that, where too much just gets out of hand. I think I think in the same way that our ears can, um. In the same way that music, the fidelity of music can be ruined by too many tracks and our ears can detect that, I think the same thing is true with our eyes when it comes to digital art. Because I find myself looking at artists on the internet, on the subreddits I go to, the forums I go to, and there are so many layers to their art. I mean, the, the amount of detail is mind-blowing, but the the interest is gone. I don't feel captured by the by what by what I'm looking at. And... I don't know if it's just style because there's a lot of, you know, mimicked style when it comes to art, especially because, you know, young artists right now, what are they mostly influenced by, you know, Japanese and by anime and, and things like that. Like there's a lot of 
Eastern influence in Western art okay. that you see now. Way more than when I was a kid is what okay. I mean. So it's way more prevalent. And so I think a lot of the style is more Eastern or a mix of. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way, but that I, that's something I notice. And I, I guess it goes back to maybe simple sometimes better. You know, or some balance. I guess it's balance. Well, what it sounds like to me is that like part of the beauty is the air. If part of the beauty of your your art is the the unforeseen accidents, and then turning that into part of it. Well, I had a teacher that would have loved you. She she had a quote on her wall that I'll never forget, and it said, "The key to realism is exaggeration." Right. And and it was an awesome poster that she had made because one half of the poster was perfectly and she used colored pencils to perfectly mimic the brick wall the blue painted brick wall that this mm-hmm. poster was on and then the other half was as if it, she was ripping it away like it was a sheet of paper and i had never seen art like that before i was you know as a kid as a teenager yeah. and that blew my mind so that combination of vis- visuals with that quote I'll never forget. Like I, it's always in my mind now, and it's true. Like when you look at nature, even if you look at the the smallest, simplest thing, like a twig, right, mm-hmm. on the floor of a forest. If you pick that up and stare at it long enough, your eyes are going to start to trace all the inaccurate lines and how nothing is really perfect about. Oh yeah, it's there are, there are no parallel lines in nature. Yeah, like, parallel lines do not exist. Yeah, they're, they're not real. Right, because at some point they will converge. It may be you know. A thousand miles really away. Point. Never, but at, yeah, well, but points, at one point yeah. they will converge. Hmm. So yeah, nature is imperfect. 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 It's yeah. not. It's not gonna. Nothing. Nothing's a perfect circle. There's no. You know. No I think true I'm, symmetry. Yeah, I I I think I'm a I think I'm an ani-symmetry fan. Almost it's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm an anti-symmetry fan. <laughs> okay, and. uh and I like I like amoebic shapes. I like things that look organic. You yeah, know? maybe I can use that as an excuse to why my room is messy. It's like, look, <laughs> the room's not I messy. can't handle it's all that order. Yeah, it's it's organic. <laughs> I mean, that's the new craze, right? Organic. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> not, not that kind of organic. What makes art valuable? Like, why why does it even matter? Why should we encourage it? Why should we view it? What's what's the purpose? Uh, my answer for that is, I don't know if it's exciting, but I, it's, I think it's because it, it's nostalgic. I think, uh, I think people that, you know, when you see people staring at art in a gallery or you see someone admiring, like we said, a video game or where, or listening to music, I think what, what's happening is you're thinking of something that made you sad or made you happy. And, and, and the art that you are enjoying or the art that you're experiencing is, is causing that nostalgia. I think really that's what it comes down to. I mean, I wouldn't say that's all all the time true, right? I think sometimes art is a new experience, right? It's a new idea or it's a new sound. It's a new concept, something you, you've never seen before and it changed the way you, th- you think. Okay. So I think it's a mix of those two things, I think, yeah. is where the value of art is. I yeah. think that's why people will pay up. That's why there's you think art is priceless, right? It has right. no set value because yeah. of that. Yeah, that's another weird thing is buying and selling art, art galleries and all that stuff. That's that's a world onto its own, which could be its own podcast even, you know, just talking about how the the prices of paintings are. Oh, I know nothing. I know nothing about that. I mean, I've yeah. seen, I've watched some documentaries, small ones, and I've seen movies that like take place in that, you know, that art world. Um, 
which is something I don't I don't really even want to like be concerned with. But yeah, I know <laughs> nothing about that shit. I mean, yeah, because to me, I mean, I, even as a person, I'm a weird mix. I'm like, you know, I'm like 80s masculinity meets modern nerd. I I don't fit in really. <laughs> I'm kind of one leg in with both groups, right? Yeah, like I'm I fine totally in a locker room for a athletes, you know, for a football team, but I'm also fine hanging out. At uh, you know, at a cosplay convention where I'm just not cosplaying, but I'm hanging out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I can, I get along. I had a friend tell me that one once. Actually, he's like, he's like, you know what your problem is, Mark? I'm like, no, what? He's like, you get along with everybody. I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. I just <laughs> You're the bridge, man. I'm the bridge, bro. Yeah, I think uh, why art matters and why it's, why it's important is because the world is gray. Otherwise, right? The world you live in is just mundane. You mean the human world? Yeah, the world that I even if you just if you start looking at nothing with any artistic eye, or any or any appreciation of of art in any kind of way, like any enjoyment of your surroundings, in that sense, your world will turn to gray, and it will look like a scene out of like uh equilibrium equilibrium where everything is just like boring and gray and like emotionless, you know. Well, just true neutral and nothing and and then but when art comes into play it's like you're breathing life into life yeah because I, th- I think what you're what you're talking about if i'm understanding you correctly is is really like appreciation or lack thereof so i mean like birds that birds that live in a paradise right do they stop to admire the fact that there's you know jump a pot of jumping dolphins or a perfect sunset or things like that no but i also don't think that because they can't appreciate those things or 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 it doesn't stimulate any kind of simulation in their mind for something abstract doesn't mean that their world is gray i don't think they live a you know a totally dark experience um i just think they lack the ability to appreciate but because they can't doesn't mean they they do the opposite but i brought up that example because i think I think you're right when it comes to humans. I yeah. think that's a that's I think that's the only thing that separates us from animals. It, because what you can go and watch. I've watched nothing but nature documentaries, dude. And even having worked with animals like horses, one thing I've learned is that we are they're just like us. They just lack art. They lack imagine. They lack imagination in 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 any abstract to the, way. To like, the extreme that we do. To the imagine, that we imagination do, I mean, is just no being right. able to no. To I mean, yeah, predict or, the future in a sense of like well, remembering where things form. are and how you would do it. Yeah, that yeah. is that is an imagination though. No, it is. Animals no, it can is. do that. It's they part can. Of your yes. Evolutionary. No, what I'm talking about is that there's no art in the animal world. Right. You don't see. Uh, as far as I know, I don't know if like you know chimpanzees or more intelligent creatures do things. Well, like we this, have you've seen like paintings done by elephants and by chimps, but I don't know what that means. But to they don't. Them, yeah, right. right? They, I don't who, think they can I don't appreciate know what that. that kind of like higher level is for them. If well, that's what any. I mean by appreciation. I don't think that they. I think they lack appreciation for art, and I think that's the only difference between us yeah, and they don't the have animals the, the capability the to understand. What I really doing. think that's the only difference. Yeah, because they dream. They get angry. They get jealous. Yeah. They get. They're dumb and smart. They're, I yeah. mean, look, like horses, man. That was one of the most mind blowing things when I first started working with horses was just how varied they were in intelligence. And it, I, I, it sounds stupid to say that if it occurs to uh, you know anyone listening, but it never occurred to me. I just thought a cow was a cow. It was kind of like a rock is a rock. Yeah. But those things aren't 
universal. They're not generic. Right. They they have diff- they have major differences. And boy, there are some really stupid horses, and there are some really smart horses. Yeah. And every animal is like that. So anyway, yeah, I agree. No, animal. We we don't give animals credit. I don't enough. think we do. Yeah, but I think art is one thing we can't give them credit for. I guess is what I'm saying. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with audiopong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life. Who do you think gives art the meaning? Is it the artist or is it the the viewer of the art? And does does the artist's opinion of their own art even matter? Well, I think that starts to get, in my mind, that starts to get, um, you know, that's like a philosophical what would you call that, like a loop or dead end? I don't think, well, first of all, I don't think it matters. Um, I, you know, how much you, how much you appreciate something over how compared to how much I appreciate it or why doesn't, I don't think how, how often does that even have any, any real effect on my decision-making uh, in, 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 in the case of, you know, being compared to you or between us. And I think that's true of even if it was like, you know, Western art versus Eastern art or anything or any, any other like comparative right. comparison made. Um, I think it just, I think once you, once something has a definition, it, it begins to be art. So that doesn't mean that, you know, the first person to like give definition to something um, makes it canon, makes it biblical, like, or universally true. I think it can change just like our ideas change all the time. Our opinions change all the time. Our emotions change. So do you, 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 are you saying that the artist's opinion does not matter on their art? I don't think it does. I or mean, why they created it and what the reason. I mean, it's, it can it. be interesting. Some things have really interesting stories be, behind why, like a song was written, for example. But oh man, I you're, you're you're blowing my mind. You're like one of the few people that think this way. I am the same. <laughs> I I am, and you're like one of the few because most people don't understand that uh, they think that the artist has the end all and be all say on their art. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. First of all, what if they die before even explaining their art? What if they don't explain their art? What if there wasn't a way to record their art, you you know, to record what they were, their thoughts were. So you can't know what they ever thought. So what their art is now longer art. It's like, and then what if uh, like uh, someone changes the, the meaning of their art later, yeah. which has been happened. This guy created, um, uh, a, a, not, is it a sonata or whatever? He created, uh, uh, orchestra music pretty much for, a, uh, I think it was Napoleon and Napoleon did some shitty things. And then like the artist is like, this song's no longer about Napoleon. It's about, you know, God's grace. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, so your opinion literally means nothing when you can change it. Well, that's just it's it. I like, mean, there was, yeah, you made me think of, I, there was, uh, it was, it was in an art class once and there was a painting of a sunset, but it was done with, 
you know, no yellows or reds or whites. It was done with like blues and browns and things like that. And like, you know, there was all this talk about what it could mean. And I'm like, and I remember thinking and laughing to myself, like, I guess he just didn't have yellow that day. You know what I mean? That could be any reason yeah. why that happened. Or he just likes those colors. Or he <laughs> wanted to make a, sub, uh, a subversive yeah. color arrangement. What if he just wanted to do the opposite colors on the color wheel because he be thought that was an interesting way yeah. to do it? It doesn't really matter. What I think the it's more saw. interesting when I'm actually more impressed and more, I feel more pride when I create something that others constantly interpret for themselves, like reinterpret yeah. for themselves, because you're at provoking that point, them to think. Well, that yeah, at that point, even if I have a reason for why I did something, it almost it almost in, almost certainly will make it cheaper because I'm. It's more interesting what other people are. are yeah, they coming can up do. Okay, you can't predict what other people are going to yeah. interpret. It's just it's it's a lot like creating a D and D story, right? Yeah, like you don't know what your players are going to do. So you kind of just roll with it, but they can, so many things can come out of that. Yeah. You know, this, this dragon that I made was going to have, you know, claws and, and ice coming out of his bag. But the players thought that the, that they were going into a, a fight with a lava monster. Yeah. Right. So like, well, now this dragon breathes, he has, he, he takes the cold from, from the surrounding and breathes fire yeah. out, right? So he, or, or vice versa, like he exaps the cold from within and breathes fire out. So he's, you know, he's creating lava. So now this, you have a lice, an ice lava monster dragon. It's like, <laughs> cause of your players. And that's the same thing with your art. So like you don't know what your art's going to create and the think and the ways that you're, I don't, that I don't always the, know where what, it's going to go. What yeah. thoughts they'll provoke in others. And you'll make so many p- people think about, their lives and what they've done and how they see things. Well, that's and why that, I really that's like the, that's the yes. beauty and that's yeah. the the fantastic aspect of art is is thought provocation. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's why I I think sometimes people don't understand. Like, you know, you might see a painting of like a gold maple leaf or something like that, right? And it seems like such a simple study, right? It's just a leaf, but I can tell you, like, sometimes I'll see something like a drawing or a painting. And this goes, this would be an example of like nostalgia as far as value mm-hmm. is concerned. And it will remind me of the tree outside a window where I was being detained once because I was being bad as a kid. And so it, it, it relates then, it brings up all those memories that I had, like the memories I, the thoughts and memories I have of growing up in that moment, right? And all that just occurred in my mind by simply looking at a painting of a maple leaf. Yeah. So I think that's what's really interesting to me, and that's what I like about interpretation when it comes to uh, art. It seems mainly interpretation is mainly a topic when it comes to um, that is that is brought up when it comes to like drawing, painting, and 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 music. But I th- I think interpretation falls goes throws a much wider net. I mean, I find myself interpreting stories in a book or even a movie from my own point of view. You know, it's like American Psycho, right? Okay. I, I think American Psycho is a really good movie overall. I've never read the book. But um, when I first watched that movie, because of the way it ended, it seemed perfectly clear to me that... Uh, what's his, what's the character's name? I forget. But the main character... Uh, uh, Patrick psych- Bateman is from, yeah. from Psycho. Right. So I don't know if his name is also Patrick Bateman or if yeah, it's Bateman or what. But anyway, the main character. Yeah. It was perfectly clear to me that the main character, uh, that everything that had happened was just 
an, a hallucination, a dream, a fantasy that he had made up. He hadn't actually killed all those people. He was crazy, but he was just crazy in his own mind. And the reason that played out is because as the movie went on, more the, the events in his life became more and more ridiculous and unbelievable. And then, yeah. of course, at the very end of the movie, he realizes that the guy that he was con- that he convinced himself he had killed and that the police were then suspecting he was the murderer of was fine. He was alive. So that's how I interpreted that movie. But when the director was interviewed, she she cringed because she realizes that that's how the movie plays out. But it's not at all the story. The story is literal. He is a murderer, and he did kill those people and maim them, and he did blow up a cop car by shooting a single bullet at it and, and stupid things like that. But it cheapened it cheapened the value of the movie to me because my interpretation yeah. was so much stronger than her attempt, right? And she's the artist, yeah. essentially. She's yeah. the director. Right. So that that's what I mean by interpretation in, in a wider scope when it, as it pertains to like more complex art, like a movie or, or a book. You and know, that's, story. that's why I don't keep track of names either is because I'm not looking at the artist as an artist. Right. I'm looking at the art, right? Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. I don't care what you do in your free time, who you are, what inspires well, you. mean you. as a person, yeah, but credit to them. And, I appreciate and, and how they, to find that, more of their work. <laughs> yeah, I, you need I, the name. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate the, the hard work that goes into it because I've done you know, stop motion animation and I've done things that take a long time. And I understand that art is a process and it's difficult and it, it, it can, at least it can be. Yeah. Right. So I, I appreciate the, the skill and stuff like that. Right. I, I, I give credit for there, but I don't care about you. <laughs> well, no, I, don't I don't care no about the to. artist. Yeah. No, you, why? Why you? Would could you? be an axe. You could be an axe murderer. I don't care. You could be, uh, what's the, He's an artist. He did. He did the 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 uh, Helter Skelter. Ah, oh, fuck. What is his name? Is it Charlie? Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. So he's an artist, right? Yeah. And I've seen some of his art, and it's it's pretty good. It's there's, pretty good. There's some pretty yeah. good art that he's done. Hey, he's Hitler had good art, even you know. And I don't want to. I don't think Doctor Kevorkian is an evil person, but he was hated by a lot of people. He did art when he was in prison, I think. And his, I like his artwork. It's yeah. very dark and. And sort of like, uh, uh, I don't know, it's like very 80s horror feel to me with his art. It's very cryptic. I like it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's like, I don't, it's like, that's why I don't care about like, you know, people who are actors or, or directors who said some stupid shit on, uh, on Twitter one, one 10 years ago, right? And then, and then they get fired for the tweet. It's like, first of all, that tweet has been there forever. And now you're going to fire an artist. And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like this makes no sense and who yeah. cares what they said it's yeah. like they don't what does that matter if they make a great movie they make a great movie that's what i want to see is the movie i don't well care what that's a done. whole other conversation i mean people like to follow the lives of others but that i wouldn't call that art but maybe somebody would <laughs> yeah i, I would exactly though. art is subjective and i guess is that it I can guess, be yeah. you know reality tv is int- entertaining and enjoyable for some but no thank you sir i will watch something different i will go spend my time doing anything else but i'm not gonna hate on you for like liking real housewives of you know whatever no <laughs> whatever so, yeah we, it's my united states <laughs> Beverly or whatever Hills, new jersey yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my united states <laughs> you slipped that one in on me i did i did um is there an aesthetic that you really like what do you, do you have like a favorite 
like theme. I mean, I'm a big fan of, I guess, I love, you know, Grimdark in general. Uh, and by Grimdark, I mean a mix of like gothic horror and like heavy metal. If you, if that was to be, if you consider that a style, yeah. which I do. Um, you know, I like a lot of, I, I, I just love, um, like Boris Vallejo is, you know, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't mention him earlier. I love his artwork and he did a lot of like, um, Conan the Barbarian type, you know, art from the seventies. Okay. But he, I, I think he's, yeah, he, he's been working for decades. I don't even know if he's still alive. I hope that he is, but, um, he married another awesome artist, Julie Bell and together, man, they made astounding paintings but what i really like about their style was what i'm really attracted to is very uh i like art with a lot of sexual energy to it because i love the human form right. and i love the i love a perfected human form right i love like uh you know the the man to look like a bodybuilder and the woman to look very feminine voluptuous like yeah. i love that and i like mixing that with horrific or 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 violent or medieval and gothic type settings so like when you say horrific do you want like the skin falling off the face of like the woman or something no like i don't i don't horrific? mean like or like you got like skulls and bats flying around i mean that yeah like yeah like i mean there there are monsters in the scene i mean yeah i mean it can it can be gory but i don't i don't get off on that i don't i don't want every image to be you know about zombies or something um, they can be in the scene though. That's okay. Yeah. But I do like the sort of light versus dark as a theme, you know, good okay. versus evil, um, in a very sort of metaphoric or Christian sense. Like I like that. I like the idea of heaven versus hell. Yeah. You know, those are very powerful, you know, uh, like clashes in nature, even though, even though technically nature doesn't clash that way. That's a very human concept, I think, but I still like it. And I like, I like great contrast, you know, that's, so that's yeah. why I like a lot of, you know, I guess you could say skin in the, in the painting or the drawing. Mm -hmm. Um, but look, you know, my taste vary greatly. Yeah. No, that's music, just, yeah. So. No, I, that's I, what that, that's, that's not that what you just, that's not what you described earlier. What you described earlier is your favorite artist was Bob Ross. Yeah. And he's all so, landscape. <laughs> so yeah. That's so, totally yeah. different. Right. You know, and I understand that because my favorite theme also is very dark and horrific. Yeah. What and is, like, yeah. What is, I your, like scary. I like, I like a little bit of body horror happening. I uh -huh. like, you know, I, I like things that are extreme. I like extremisms in my, in my, in the, in the dark fantasy, you know, like visual, like, like politically yeah. extreme. No, like no, no, like visual, like visual, like uh -huh. extreme, like, like, like in, in the so elements, like, a, like the colors in the lighting or, or in the actual content In the content. Uh -huh. So like a, a split open face with like oh, okay. teeth, like coming out and jutting yeah. out and things like that. Yeah. I like that stuff and too. Especially when it's subjective to, or not subjective, uh, subversive. Just oppose. A That's word, word like that. Just, just oppose uh -huh. to like, you know, like an innocence. So like, it seems like a child that's like cute and like adorable and like is harmless. Oh, you like, but you're a but, killer doll fan, but really like her, her face will split open in four different corners yeah, and yeah. envelop your, your head and just like nom you for breakfast. <laughs> you the know, baby with its mouth stitched my, my, closed. One of my favorite things in movies and like video games is when there's fucked up children. Like, like 30 days of darkness, like when you got that little girl and she's like, just like eating on this dude. And then she looks up, she's like, 
you want to play a game? Like, yes, lady, let's play some games. I don't care what you want to do. Like, oh, the you're, movie, you're, you're, 30 Days a Night. The yeah, movie. 30 Days a yeah, Night, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that movie is great. Yeah. And with that, just that one scene, I, I, and then, like, anytime there's zombie children, I love that. Do you like it because I, it, it's scary, or do you like it because it's just uh, justifi- shocking? Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're expecting, the, you know, children are children. They're innocent. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they can't hurt you. They're harmless. They're, they're nothing. But and now they're your greatest threat. But now, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now they're they're intimate. They yeah. are here. They are here, and you better pay attention. <laughs> I like anything that's like that. You know, like even if you did that to like a flower, that would be cool. So you had like a cannibalistic flower, like that would be pretty funny and, and and great. I wonder if you'd like the opposite, like something that is normally violent and dangerous becoming innocent and cute or... i do like that I, I like that as well uh-huh i do because i've seen that like uh so you're you're equal opportunity i am i well i just like extremes yeah that's what i like i like to see things uh an idyllic situation taken to its further extent i see so like uh right a zombie butler a zombie butler that'd be fun yeah, yeah. So he's not gonna bite you or eat you, but he'll get the door for you. <laughs> but you might bite you might bite your guest. You never know. <laughs> hey, did you feed him today? No. Oh man, now you got another one. <laughs> you got another zombie butler coming your way. Yeah. Well, that's I think that's about all we got today, you know. Well there's, we could talk forever. We could talk forever, yeah. If there's anything else you want to add. I just want to know why we could talk forever. That's uh, that's always boggled my mind. I, I'm I'm not afraid, but I wonder sometimes if we'll ever run out of things to talk about. I don't, I don't think, think we, we will, will because we're no. both very creative people, and we both always have something to say. And there's plenty of stimulus in the world to look at it in a new way. Well, Zach, it's been a joy, and uh, I look forward to next week, man. Yeah, as do I. 